Hello, welcome to the Stubborn Tortoise Podcast. I'm Donna Pazdera. So after I posted last week's podcast, I spent the rest of the day pretty shaken. For years, I've had all of the puzzle pieces in front of me and knew that they fit together somehow, but I'd never assembled them correctly. And so this was really a life-changing epiphany that was born from having a crappy run. Then I got a little emo when no one commented on it. Here I was revealing a long hidden thread of my life and no one would say anything. In retrospect, that was asking a lot of people, especially people who already have busy lives and can't drop everything. I can live in my head sometimes and this was one of those times, so I feel a little silly. Nonetheless, I did get supportive emails, messages, and calls from unexpected people. A former student turned assistant high school principal and one of my former running buddies in the valley. It was also reassuring for people who said that I was courageous and that they could relate. And I guess that's all I really wanted was to reach out to others in the same or a similar situation and let them know that they're just not alone. I had one decent run last week, three miles, because I didn't feel like I was dying at the outset for a change. And then over the weekend, I employed one of those interval timers, three minutes on and one minute off, and it really made a difference. It gave me something to look forward to, and I I felt good about hitting it after a short break. And yesterday, I tried three minutes on, 30 seconds off, and that went pretty well too. But I think I'll keep the three to one ratio for longer runs so I don't burn out. My overall pace is a little slower, but it's consistent, and that's what I like. I was planning to talk about volunteering at the finish line at the Rock and Roll Marathon here in San Antonio on Sunday, and I was about a block from home, and it was before 6 o'clock in the morning, and I discovered that I had a flat tire. Ugh. Long story short, I didn't make it to the event because it took over two hours before I got help. Incidentally, I did end up in a city uh, community center. <laughs> I was just sort of hanging in the parking lot, uh, waiting for the guy to show up, and uh, yeah, it was really interesting kind of seeing my neighborhood from a different perspective. Um, it was like still dark and these two guys showed up and started playing tennis. <laughs> and then this other guy uh, pulled in behind me uh, in a pickup truck and he got out and he had cat food and was feeding feral cats. And then somebody I discovered had a rooster that was crowing crazily in the background. So, so had it not been for that, I wouldn't have noticed those things about my neighborhood. And I'm always kind of intrigued by strange things like that. I think it comes from being a journalist. You know, I've always kind of got my antennae up. But anyway, long story short, let's get to it. So I'm going to tell you instead about my favorite things in case you've got a runner on your holiday gift list. Gear is one of those personal things, I will warn you. For instance, I like shoes where I can feel the trail under my feet. My friend Louisa prefers her shoes nice and cushiony. And I've tried those cushiony shoes and I had a terrible experience with them and took them back to the shop. And then I went through a phase where I loved ultras, the zero drop foot shaped shoes. And zero drop means that the shoe platform is the same in the heel as the forefront. And they're wildly popular shoes and I loved them until I got plantar fasciitis a couple of years ago. It felt like someone was driving a nail into my heel terrible pain and it's next to impossible. It's You have terrible pain and it's next to impossible to run with it. In fact, you shouldn't. What was awful was that I got rid of it in one foot and then almost immediately it parked itself in the other. Ugh. Pro tip, a massage therapist gave me the best advice. Keep the knots out of your calves with a roller stick and that should aid in healing those sad feet. 
I once lay on her table and she touched a part of my calf and I almost leapt off because she knew where the knot would be. Oh boy, was she right. And then my physical therapist blamed the shoes, which was a sad realization. He recommended Topo Athletic Trail Shoes, and they've been my go-to ever since. They're shaped like the Ultra, but there's a three millimeter differential between the heel-toe offset, which makes it a better shoe for me. And I have three pairs of Topos, MT2, which are so old that I use them for cutting grass, the Terra Venture and the Run Venture. And I love the Terra Ventures for rocky technical terrain because it's got a V-BIM sole and yes and that is how you say it v-beam sole i looked it up which is spelled vibram just in case you care um <laughs> uh, but for the softer less technical trails run venture is my go-to because it's light and responsive and in case you care my favorite road running shoes are saucony kimbara these have evolved quite a bit over the years and i alternate between the model 9 and 10. Uh, i like the 10s because they feel a little bit faster in them but my 9s are purple and they just look cool the shoe is lightweight, it has four millimeter drop, so I can still feel the road, but there's enough cushioning to keep pep in your step, and I don't feel like I'm running with a mattress on my foot. When I was recovering from the plantar, I went through a couple of pairs of Hoka Elevons because they were the only shoes I could run on pavement without pain, and the problem is, is they were like $160 a pair, so uh, once I was done with the plantar, I went back to the less expensive Kinvaras, and that was kind of a scary feeling because I kept thinking, oh god, what if I hurt myself again? But knock wood uh yeah we're about two years and counting and things are okay so well next shorts are another big preference category me i like them about mid-length four to five inch inseams and i don't know how people wear those two and a half inch inseams unless you've got perfect legs or super skinny and about four to five years ago pearl azumi put out a four inch inseam short that was perfect good coverage wide flat waistband and a nice built-in pocket in the rear waistband and I bought three pairs each one was around $40 I've definitely gotten my money's worth out of them as I wear each pair at least once a week the only bummer is they stopped making them right after I fell in love with them and for cute shorts with fun prints I love gone for a runs collection I only have one pair uh, but it features the Dia de los Muertos design. They offer Christmas, Valentine's Day, St. Patrick's Day themes, among others. And the price is pretty good. It's $29. And um, they feature a really nice light fabric and a cute cut. The only drawback is the wide waistband can dig into those of us who have <clears throat> less than perfect midsections. And definitely order a size up or look at their specs when ordering. Because I have a small and it fits great except for the midsection. Just a little tight, but... I live. I'm never going to be one of those girls that goes running in a sports bra, okay? Ain't happening. Um, my new go-to, though, is Rabbit. This is a California-based brand, and they make really super cute shorts and prints, and inseams range from barely there two and a half to four to six inches, and they change up their styles with the season, so you won't see yourself coming and going at races. Shorts are pricey, though. Most are around $60, but they last. Rabbit also makes cute, colorful tanks that cost under $50. Socks. What can I say other than it's hard for me to find something that I don't sweat through in the summer? I mean, I sweat so much after 10 miles, I'm wringing them out or I'm putting on a fresh pair. I've tried pretty much everything. Drymax, Balega, Lululemon, among others. In Gingy, those crazy toe socks do a pretty good job at sweat wicking, but they're not perfect. I have, however, gotten a pair gotten a couple of pairs of darn tough and smart wool socks recently and they may be up for the challenge my feet stay dry although I really haven't road tested them yet in too much hot weather but 
<laughs> I'll let you know next spring. Hydration is a super important thing in hot weather or on long runs. And you got a lot of options. I've tried out, but simply cannot get used to the feeling of one of those waist belts with the water bottles attached. They just annoy me. Um, God, I remember one I tried out and it, it's, it was so cool looking and, and I was running with it and I just felt the bottles just ba -bum, ba -bum, ba -bum, you know, bouncing up and down and it was no matter how tight I cinched it. And so it was just like, okay, this is going back. Um, I don't know. That's just me, but I have friends that really love them. So, you know, there you go. For shorter distances, I carry an Amphipod 12 ounce held, <laughs> I try that again, handheld. It fits into the palm of your hand and some feature a pocket in the strap to carry a key and a gel or stuff. And sometimes if I want to look full on pro at a race, I'll carry two handhelds and keep one with water and tailwind in the other. And here again, it's all personal preference. I know there are a lot of people out there that don't like carrying anything in their hands. And I will say for me, anything larger than 12 ounces is going to be cumbersome. The other option is to wear a hydration vest, and these cost upwards of $100, so be sure you love it before making a commitment. The best thing about the vest is that you can carry a water bladder in back and or a couple of bottles in the front pockets. And you can pack a lot of stuff in there, such as a light jacket, a change of socks or whatever, along with gels, chews, salt tablets, etc. But just don't weigh yourself down too much or you won't be moving very fast. And for me, the trail vest that I've liked the most is Ultimate Directions Ultra Vesta. It's made specifically for women, features a plastic whistle attached to one of the front pockets, and this is the genius part, it has a ponytail holder lashed to a clip inside the back pocket in case you need one. This was designed by a woman, Scott Jurek's wife, Jenny, so she knows what we need. <laughs> Uh, I've gone through three different models of uh, the Ultra Vesta and currently have the, the newest one. Um, it's a little bit lighter and it's got a pretty pale blue color and it also comes with Ultimate Direction's new wider mouth soft sided body bottles which collapse as you drink from them. I'm going to give you a side note. As somebody who volunteers a lot at aid stations, this bottle and also Nathan's vest bottles are the only ones that you can get ice into. While Solomon makes a dandy vest, their water bottles have such a skinny mouth, you waste a lot of time trying to shovel in any amount of ice. And one last note about the new Ultra Vesta. The front straps used to quickly slide up and down to adjust how wide or narrow you want to wear it or you know, how high or low. Uh, this new version has these loops that you have to struggle, or at least I do, to make adjustments, and that's not a very good change, so take note, ultimate direction. And finally, if you're going to feel serious about what you're doing, you're going to need a sports watch. These not only tell the time, but how long it took you to get as far as you went and at what kind of a pace. And my inner geek loves to look at and analyze my data after a run. And I don't have a lot of experience with these things because you're looking at several hundred dollars for one, so um, I've only gone through two. And my first watch was a hand-me-down uh, hand Garmin that looked like a laptop on my wrist, and it was serviceable and easy to use until the housing for the watch's face came apart. And so about four years ago, I got a Sunto Ambit 3 Sport. Let's say that three times real fast, yeah. I liked it because it was multi-sport and had all kinds of settings and, most importantly, came in a cute coral shade for women. <laughs> they know how to market us. The biggest issue I had with Sunto is that it has a bit of a learning curve and it's not as intuitive as the Garmin. Otherwise, I love my watch. I upload my data to Strava, think Facebook for Athletes, and share my stats with the world. And, of course, I can check in on my friends and see how fast or slow they're going or how far they're going and what they're doing. 
So in short, people say running is an inexpensive sport, but really once you tally it all up, it's not cheap, especially if you want to do it right. And listen, if any of my suggestions seem to overwhelm you, if you're not sure what to give your runner, a gift certificate to a local running shop is a really good start. That's all I've got for now. See you next time.